Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, it's Dr. Will Cole. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers. This is the art of being well. What's up and welcome to the art of being well. I am a leading functional medicine doctor. I get to consult people around the world via telehealth and I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I wrote Intuitive Fasting, The Inflammation Spectrum, Ketotarian, and my newest book, Gut Feelings. If you want to learn more about my clinical work, the telehealth center, we actually have brand new telehealth patient options now open and lots of free resources there for you as well. You can check it all out at drwillcole.com. That's D-R-W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E.com. And listeners of The Art of Being Well, we're giving away free signed books every single month, no matter when you listen to this episode. All you have to do for a chance to win is head on over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review The Art of Being Well there. Tell us what you love about the show. And you can leave your Instagram handle in the Apple Podcast review itself, or you could take a screenshot of that review and message me with that screenshot on Instagram at Dr. Will Cole. And every single month, my team and I will be going through the Instagram messages as well as the Apple Podcast reviews themselves and randomly picking winners from both places every single month And then I'll reach out to you. I'll ask which book you want me to sign and we'll send it out to you. All right, let's get to today's guest. Her name is Jessica Seppel. She is a clinical nutritionist and three times best-selling author and also the founder of an amazing brand called JS Health. From a young age, Jess displayed an innate passion for vitamins and nutrition, which developed into her adult calling to develop and create supplements. After listening to the health goals and requests of her community, coupled with her desire to simplify an often confusing world of vitamins and supplements, Jess was inspired to bring her very own range to life, beginning with their global best-selling hair and energy capsules and expanding ever since. Let's get right to it. This is Jessica Seppel's Art of Being Well. Jess, welcome to The Art of Being Well. 
thank you so much for having me. As I was saying, my JSL team are a huge fan of your work, as am I. So thank you for having me. Likewise, likewise. People are going to learn so much from today's conversation. So I'm really curious how you got into this space. I mean, we're a special breed of people, people that nerd out on herbs (laughs) and food as medicine. Like where, where did you get your start? I think we're especially special if we were in this industry and obsessed with it way before I got trendy. (laughs) Right. So I was, you know, like I was studying health and nutrition literally 15 years ago. I was really the only one in my friendship circle who even cared about health. I was very fortunate enough to be brought up in a healthy household. I have to owe my parents to my upbringing of whole foods. Literally, my mom's fridge was packed with whole foods. My grandmother was this cool yogi who would be meditating all day and drinking her lemon water again before that was trendy. She had her tray of vitamins, probiotics, cut us all up grapefruit to help our digestion in the morning. Our family holidays were hikes. So brought up in this beautiful, healthy household. And unfortunately, when I was 13, we immigrated from South Africa to Australia and I developed a really unhealthy relationship with food, disordered eating, really poor negative body image. I'd sort of lost that sense of balance and how incredible whole foods are for your body. I just latched onto fad dieting as a way to control my weight. I was changing. My body was changing from puberty and I got a fright. And so I latched onto fad diets as a way to control probably my changing environment and my weight. And literally that led on to 10 years of torturous fad dieting, disconnected from my body, hating on my body. I used to say, I do say that the weight, the number on the scale, sorry, not the weight, the number on the scale really started to determine my self-worth. And I still was very passionate about health. And obviously I was because it led me into my Bachelor of Health after studying at school. I did a three-year Bachelor of Health and then two years of nutritional medicine. I was still fad dieting at that time because I remember arriving to my lectures with my diet jelly and diet coke. I was living off fad diet foods, just skinny foods. And it was a skinny food sort of moment and era, you know, 20 years ago when everyone was looking for those trashy bad diets through the magazines. And then studied for five years. During my studies, I started blogging about my relationship with food and how I was seeking balance. And I basically was saying, surely there's a better way to live a healthy life than these torturous bad diets. You know, Mm -hmm. I wanted to find a better way because during my nutrition studies, I was learning about whole foods and basically realized the way I was treating my body was really bad. Mm -hmm. So I started blogging and to my surprise, the blog sort of took off again in the blogging days in 2012 mm-hmm. when that was a thing. And very quickly, I got my first book deal with Pan Macmillan, which led to my second and third book, sort of developed this um, platform in Australia, this incredible community. Um, and basically, it was learn how to live the healthy life without fad diets, without torture, ditch the fad diets, really, essentially, and learn how to eat mm-hmm. and live a healthy life for life. And then five years ago, developed Jay's Health Vitamins. That's another whole story of my obsession with nutrients and minerals. Obviously, through food is there, but through vitamins and supplementation has been with me for a very long time. Love it. I was 12 years old, literally collecting vitamin bottles. My sisters will tell you my bathroom was just vitamin bottles at 12 and 13 years old instead of makeup. (laughs) (laughs) So I manifested vitamins. I love it. No, I forgot to say I was in private practice during that time. Mm -hmm. So in between the blog and the books, I was also in private practice, which was some of the best years of my life and my career like what you do, I'm very jealous. Just being, you know, face to face with women in particular and understanding what Mm -hmm. they were going through with their health, Mm -hmm. gut health, stress, anxiety, hair loss, skin, breakouts, all of it. And I was so blessed to have that time with my patients because it essentially led to the formulations of JSL vitamins. But 
that time is so precious, seeing how mm-hmm. you can change people's lives through diet, nutrition, lifestyle, and supplementation. Right. Thank you. Now you're helping people in a brand new way, right? And I think that that's that's wonderful. So I, I'd love to go back. I, I, I was going to say one thing is when you mentioned all the supplements growing up at, instead of beauty products, we lovingly have that the term at the telehealth center of the supplement graveyard that many people have. Where it's like, yeah, it's like a hobby, and it's like, well, I don't necessarily take everything, or maybe I do, but <laughs> I love it's that, and that's sort of also what led me to Day's Health Vitamins. I saw in my private practice people you know, we're walking down down the aisles and taking vitamin C, taking turmeric, vitamin D, magnesium, but not really understanding how any of those nutrients or minerals or amino acids or herbs were helping them. So that is why we put the pain points on our labels, which we did sort of not knowing that was the first time in the industry that's been done, where you actually call out the pain point or you help people understand, you know, magnesium is there to support muscle relaxation, energy, brain function, Mm -hmm. like people having that connection to what an ingredient or nutrient and mineral can do for you helps people to consistently take Absolutely. that Absolutely. I love that you're doing that. And I'm, I'm going to get into that because I really feel like it cuts out the confusion. confusion. So people aren't exactly. just taking it because they saw it online or heard about it from a, you know, on a podcast or by a friend, you know, okay, this is what you need. And the, right. it could be overwhelming for people. So we're going to kind of bust the myths exactly. when it comes to supplements and boil down, like, what are the essentials for people? Yes. I love that because I, I own a vitamin company, but I'm actually have a very simple approach right. to taking vitamins. I see vitamins as medicines. Like you take Panadol when you have a headache. And I know you do this. We, I prescribe supplements in times of need for mm-hmm. specific pain points. I don't believe you need to be taking a huge amount you can chop and change depending on what you're going through, but we can get into that. Yeah, for sure. So I'd love to go back and unpack. You mentioned the restrictive eating and today and today's culture on social media specifically, you hear a lot of conversations around quote unquote toxic diet culture and eating disorders. And then, you know, you had your evolution into wellness, which many of us in wellness get lumped into that toxic diet culture. And and I think that there certainly is overlap, right? Certainly things that can be co-opted as wellness, but really just be restrictive yeah. dieting, like eating disorder disguised Absolutely. as wellness, right? And, Absolutely. And orthorexia is a real problem oh, in the community. 100%. I'm actually so proud because I think orthorexia was sort of really what I was struggling with for all those years. And as you say, I mean, when I was struggling, there was no social media, so I can't even imagine you know, I've healed my own relationship with food, but what young women are going through and young men at the moment with the rise and rise and rise of fad dieting. And as you say, covering it up with wellness, I think it's just becoming worse and worse. I can't, we are here, yeah. I guess, people like us to help people navigate that. How do you, like for us, I, I always try to have a nuanced conversation with context. And I feel like there's so many broad sweeping statements and overgeneralizations and when we talk in wellness about any food change, and we know from research that there's some foods that are going to negatively impact the human biochemistry. It's going to raise inflammation or impact blood sugar negatively mm-hmm. or make you feel fatigued, anxious, and mi- miserable. It could cause digestive totally. problems. But when we talk about that, sometimes we're immediately labeled as toxic diet culture. So I- I'd love for someone that's gone through this and wa- mm. walked the walk how do you, seeing both sides, how do you navigate that conversation? And what do we do explain to somebody that is conflating wellness and what we're talking about and, and uh, you and I sort of ethos and true toxic diet culture? 
Yeah, because there is such a fine line. That is the truth. It is a fine line between being, as you say, restrictive and obsessional when it comes to nutrition and dieting, like I was for 10 plus years. You know, that is unhealthy. And that when there's fear associated with food and restriction that, you know, often leads to that cycle of binge eating, overeating, and that cycle just continues. And then what is and what does true wellness look like? And I think that looks different for everyone because as you know, and you say always, we're so biochemically unique. Mm -hmm. And I think that exact term has not yet been shared enough around the world. What works for me does not work for you. And people are listening to everyone else, but they've stopped listening to themselves. Mm -hmm. So how do we help people to reconnect to their beautiful, precious, unique, biochemically unique bodies? Mm -hmm. And that is really the way to do it. Because yes, we're going to be, but well, firstly, we need to turn down the volume of the the industry, you know, and listen to experts like yourself. Yes, maybe like myself too, who have actually studied health and nutrition for multiple years, who are in private practice. I mean, I think being in private practice, there's no, nothing more powerful for a practitioner for a practitioner to share their knowledge, what they're seeing mm-hmm. and learning in private practice and really, truly what works mm-hmm. for humans and knowing yourself that it is different for each mm-hmm. client. Yeah. And so, you know, we have to turn down the volume of the inundation of health information that's causing an immense amount of confusion and overwhelm and reminding people that the more they listen to others, the less they're listening to themselves. So reconnecting, and I I had to, you know, it took me many years, at least five years to be able to reconnect to my body because I had developed such an unhealthy relationship with myself and my body. I was hating on my body, obsessed with being thin, as I said, caught up in that restrictive bad dieting, toxic cycle of restriction and overeating and binge eating and again and again and again. How do we get out of that and how do we reconnect to our bodies Mm -hmm. and learn about nutrition and whole foods? I think education Mm -hmm. through people like yourself and other practitioners and then really tuning into your body. What are you going through and what can support you? What has been researched Mm -hmm. enough to support you? And seeing a practitioner, I think, is an important part of all of this. You know, like rather than learning about things on the Internet, really trusting a practitioner, a nutritionist, a naturopath, a doctor. And of course, I'm very passionate about mental health on the side because we know that this whole world of fat dieting and eating is so mental. What's our relationship with ourselves like? You know, I mean, I had to really work on myself in order to have a better relationship with my body. Why Mm -hmm. had I developed this relationship with myself? Why had I fallen out of love with myself to the point of hurting myself Mm -hmm. through this torturous fat dieting? So number one, reconnecting to yourself whether that's through therapy or there's lots, lots of other beautiful ways. And then you start respecting yourself and loving your body too much to put it through that. And then seeking expert advice and really understanding that your body is different and unique and there'll be different things that work for you. Mm. And, and takes time to understand that and uncover that and connect to that. But once you do, as you know, there is nothing like waking up to health and feeling well and feeling clear and feeling Like you can eat whatever you want in moderation and you know which foods work for you and you know you can indulge on the weekends, which is part of my philosophy. You know you'll feel more tired on the Sunday morning, but then you're excited to go back to your healthy, Mm -hmm. balanced way of life on Monday. That's not restrictive. That's not obsessional. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's a mindset change. Totally. Yeah. The mindset and the heart set change will typically beget, you know, it'll be a cascade of of positive change in somebody's life. And I love the way you put it. And I think you put a, a lot of really actionable tips for people to lean into. Go back and for everybody listening to this, go back and listen to those words because those are real 
golden, like deep wellness stuff for people that are mm. really confused and disillusioned on what they should do. And it does take time. I think showing yourself And it's sometimes grace, relieving to know that like you don't have to follow what you're seeing on social media or TikTok, like that you can have empower yourself. Mm-hmm. And your own relationship with your body, it's kind of relieving to know that I don't need to follow what other people are doing in order to take care of myself. I'm going to figure it out myself. And mm-hmm. it will take a little time and it takes a little practice and flexibility and experimentation and trialing, mm-hmm. which I had to do myself. But as you know, once you get there, you're just so empowered mm-hmm. and you start to thrive. Right. And, and showing yourself grace and healing, as we always say at the clinic, is that healing is nonlinear. And I think people feel like they have to be perfect yes, and have it all figured out. Sure. But they don't. Absolutely. And we're human. And it's always, it's like always, it's never like we've arrived and we're demigoddesses and demigods floating. 100%. <laughs> I always say the healthy life is not the perfect life. Right. In fact, right. it should be the opposite. You know, it's flexibility. To me these days, you know, having spent the last 15 to 20 years looking after myself and my health and learning about it, it's really about flexibility, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and kindness, actually. Yeah. I know it's a bit of a cliched, overused word at the moment, but flexibility and kindness is how I view health these right. days. It, it's it's science-backed. It's the science of self-compassion. And science-backed. And how self-compassion can lower inflammation levels. And when you are coming from a sense of self-compassion, it's not about, oh, I can't have those. Like eat whatever you want. But like you you said, when you start feeling good and eating foods that love you back, it's kind of a bad trade-off, right? It's not like, oh, I can't have it. It's like, no, I like feeling great more than I I thought I wanted that. Yeah. That's it. The feeling of health. I mean, I used to say in my early days in private practice, to say, I just want you to experience health, what what it is to wake up feeling well. Because once you do, you're addicted to it. Do you know you're yeah. addicted to that feeling? And I, and I use that word as in a healthy way. Yeah. You're addicted to that feeling of wellness. And I've gone through my 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 periods of sorry my own my own phases of actually losing that during my career a little bit when I've been overworked or overburnt out and not eating as well as I normally would. My mental health struggling, and I lost that sense of wellness and thriving mm-hmm. for a period of time. And I appreciated that because I had to go back into, you know, in my books and into my philosophy and remember that or remind myself of the practices that led me to feeling well again. You might lose it along the way, but you'll come back to it because you know that there is no better feeling. And as I say, it's, a, it's an addicted, it's an addiction to feeling well. Sure. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So let's give people some protocol pro tips as people that have seen patients, clients for a living for many years. And I know you talk a lot and have seen a lot of clients over the years of people struggling with brain health issues, mental health issues, specifically anxiety, but also depression as well. And Mm. let's kind of start there. What are some of the most effective tools, natural tools, if you will, that are science backed for for people struggling with brain health or mental health issues? Mm. I mean, where do I begin? I'm so passionate about this. And having struggled with my own anxiety, I totally understand what it is for anyone out there who's struggling, just how lost you can feel in this world of health and wellness. Because you know, what's crazy to me is three years ago, I had my own little dip of mental health and I started struggling. I'd lost my best friend to mental health. And you know, what was scary to me is that I was immersed in the health industry and I was struggling to find the science-backed ways to take care of my mental health. So if you're feeling confused and overwhelmed, And being told a million different things, you are not alone because if a nutritionist and a practitioner who's been in the industry for 15 to 20 years feels confused and overwhelmed, you're likely to be as well. So I had to dive really deep into the world of mental health. Of course, finding that therapist who understands what you're going through, anxiety, depression, low mood, whatever it is, that is really important because you cannot just find any therapist. I think about, I I really am passionate about people finding a therapist who specializes in what you are struggling with, Mm. because they would have had many more years of skill and having to craft that skill specifically. So finding that really specialized therapist is very important. I do, you know, I used to do my prac with doctors in my early years as a nutritionist, and I do have respect for the Western, you know, for Western medicine. I've always said I'm a nutritionist who believes in nutritional medicine, but I also think there is a place for Western medicine. Mm -hmm. So yes, sometimes SSRIs can work for people and sometimes they don't work for people. That is why I'm also obsessed with nutrients and ingredients that have been scientifically proven to support mental health. I mean, we cannot disregard fish oil in a high dose, 1.5 grams at least, and a pure fish oil, heavy metal tested, sustainably sourced, a really good high strength there is no, there's no denying that the research points out to brain health and um, mental health function with fish oil. Saffron, I don't know if you've seen the yes. 22, I think, plus clinical trials on saffron. I don't, I'm sure you use it in your private practice, Absolutely. do you? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Saffron is something we actually created a product called Mood and Emotional Balance with saffron. We actually use the extract of saffron, afron, that the studies have been conducted on. So the actual extract itself from the studies is actually a professor in Adelaide close to where I live, who conducted a lot of these studies. I'm quite blown away. I don't know if you, I'm blown away by those studies. I mean, I sometimes go back into them. I look at them. I'm like, is this real? Because I think I don't have the studies in front of me right now, but the the comparison between saffron and SSRIs over a 12 week period, there were very, there was a very little difference in Mm -hmm. results. Yeah. And without, and, and without the potential negative side effects that antidepressants can bring. Correct which we know can be sexual dysfunction, sometimes more anxiety, sometimes insomnia, you know. So yes, and not for everyone, but for some people. So saffron is, I mean, I'm, as I say, I really can't get over that research. And saffron, fish oil, probiotics, just because we know of that incredible link between our gut health and and our brain health and our mental health. 
I also would like to mention magnesium. I mean, magnesium for the nervous system. When your mm -hmm. nervous system is taken care of, we know that just leads to better brain function and overall mental health. And also having energy. Mm -hmm. You know, when you have better energy, you feel like you can tackle your day mm -hmm. with more ease. Feeling tired and fatigued physically will pull you down mentally. So how do we address, which I think you speak a lot about, how do you address physically what's going on in the body to revive you mm -hmm. so that mentally you start thriving too? And obviously we know the two go together, mental and physical health. How do we support both really at the same time? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm obsessed with supplementation to support mental health. I'm obsessed with therapy. I've been in therapy weekly. My mom is a therapist. I've been in therapy weekly for probably 15 years. My therapist will tell you I pretty much will never, ever miss a session. Luckily, she's actually based in California. And she specializes in OCD and anxiety, which is what is really what I struggle with. Mm -hmm. So very, very specialized. I mean, stress reduction. And when I say stress reduction, I can't help but bring up social media. So I developed these really strict and kind of they make me giggle practices that have changed my life. I switch my phone off and I delete my social media apps at 6.30 p.m. every single night. Now, <laughs> wow. we don't have the research on this, but I'm waiting to find out that the more we scroll on social media, the worse our mental health becomes. Not only just because you're looking and comparing yourself to everyone, but the, the constant scrolling. I mean, I struggle with intrusive thoughts and OCD perfectionist type pattern thoughts. Mm -hmm and anxiety. So my brain will ruminate over and over and over again about something. But that's what we do on social media. It's like the constant ruminate. It kind of like, they seem to be connected to me, my rumination, obsessional thinking, and how I behave on social media. It's almost like they remind me of each other. Mm -hmm. And so does my social media time enhance that mm -hmm. or have something to do with that? So that constant repetition and scrolling, I think we haven't yet understood how that affects not only our brain function, but our mental health right. and peace. I have seen studies that correlate social media use time. And yeah. the more people use social media, the increased likelihood of loneliness, which is inextricably linked, right, to poor totally. mental health. So Absolutely. it's that hyper-connectivity that like, is this false sense of quote-unquote connection. But the totally. data is pointing to this epidemic of loneliness, of which is multifaceted. I'm not saying it's just social mm -hmm. media. But it certainly is a big part of it. It's this totally. like, kind of imposter hyperconnection, but really, it, it's not. There's something not I think deep within the human like biochemistry that is lacking mm -hmm. when you're getting your quote unquote connection solely from technology. Absolutely, and also like you know, having been in private practice for so long and seeing how people would struggle to rest, women in particular, they feel really guilty at the thought of rest. Anyone feeling guilty at the thought of resting? But now when they decide to take 20 minutes to rest for their cortisol levels, for yeah. their stress management, what do they do? They lie in their bed or their couch and scroll on social media. You get trapped. Mm -hmm. So I have these rules. And unfortunately, I believe boundaries are the only way to stress management in the world we're living in. So I switch my phone and I delete Instagram. I delete my emails I, literally at 6.30 p.m. Every night. It takes it takes six seconds the next morning to re-download. And I am <laughs> not allowed to. I promise I do this. I don't re-download Instagram or TikTok, whatever. I'm not really on TikTok until 9 a.m. or when I start my workday. So even this morning, like my workday began at like 9.30, 10. That is when I re-downloaded Instagram. Let's just take a moment. Like you wake up. What is the first thing you do? Mm -hmm. Everyone is doing it. We're scrolling on social media. That is not a wholesome start to the day. Mm -hmm. You have to start on a note of, how, I believe how you start your day sets the tone for the day. Do you want to start your day on a chaotic comparison, you know, hectic note? Or do you want to start your day on a peaceful, clear note that will allow you to perform through your work, that will allow you to feel peaceful within yourself and connected to yourself? 
I mean, waking up and scrolling on social media, there's no way that you're waking up feeling connected to yourself Mm -hmm. because we're looking at what everyone else is doing. Mm -hmm. So I have to share them because the two social media boundaries that I've been doing for myself for probably five years now have changed my life. They've changed my life mentally, but also physically because I sleep better and I wake up more energized. I wake up with a clearer mind. And as I say, I mean, I shouldn't skip on the sleep point so much when I, and of course I've broken the rules a couple of times. And if I don't delete my Instagram and my technology by that 6.37 or 8 p.m. time, 8 p.m. sort of is my, is my cutoff. So I always suggest to people to have a time that's their like latest, latest, latest cutoff period. Mm-hmm. But when I don't do it, I don't sleep as well. And when I don't sleep as well, we know the importance of REM sleep for brain recovery and mental health. I feel terrible the next morning. Mm-hmm. So is it worth it? But I always remind people, I used to remind my clients, you have the whole of the next day to check social media, to check your emails. To, like, we're not depriving you here. You have at least a 12-hour window to be obsessing and checking Instagram. Can't you? We, are, we deserve another 12-hour period to rest and recuperate. We forget our brains are a muscle. They need, it needs to relax and restore and reset. I love it. And I believe physically that's the only way to achieve mental health and peace physically, yeah. along with some of the incredible inflammation practices you talk about. I mean, I... Turmeric is an ingredient, as you know, that can really reduce inflammation in the body alongside fish oil. So if I think if I do a rundown of products that I would recommend for mental health, it would be fish oil, turmeric, saffron, mm-hmm. and magnesium. Love it. So let's unpack some of those supplements. Do you, you mentioned a higher dose of fish oil? Do you, what was yes. it? One point five gram that you find to be. Effective? I like one point five. I like one point five grams in a tablet, but that can be taken yeah. multiple times a day, depending. The research suggests different doses for different reasons. So, you know, one to three ta- of those tablets a day for various issues, for various concerns, brain mm-hmm. health, heart health, cholesterol management. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure we suggest to take one to three tablets for mental well-being. So 1.5 grams, you know, around, yeah, time three times a day. Do you have a preference? Uh, have you seen a ratio of EPA and DHA work better? I'm, I know it's bio-individual and there's different studies for different people and different pain points, but any like general ratios that you found to be effective? I know it's really interesting that I actually completely just forgot the stat now. What is the one that you recommend? The EPA, DHA ratio? Yeah, but on both of those, I, I've seen studies for all different types of ratios between between them. But I just wanted to know what your perspective was on that. I haven't actually looked into the research, honestly, for a while now, but there has to be a really, a little bit more EPA, in my opinion. DHA, amazing for pregnancy and important for that brain health, cognitive function. Mm-hmm. But I think we don't probably get enough EPA mm-hmm. through our diets alone. I'm going to look into the figure now. Wasn't it one, two? I think one to two. Yeah, I'm, definitely. That can be a great ratio for sure. I know you mentioned the like sort of top tips for fish oil because there's so many fish oils on the market. What are things people should be looking for, I guess, on a label when it comes to fish oil? I'm actually so passionate about this and I'm so open about my manufacturing. All I do at J-Cell Vitamins now is really MPD. And just the other day, I was about to look into a different fish oil. We, the fish oil that we use is sustainably sourced heavy metal test. So we want to look for a sustainably sourced, heavy metal tested, MSE certified. But I actually go further and I ask, obviously, for the source of the fish. So my, the, the, the fish oil that we use, the fish are small fish, obviously, mackerel, sardines, 
really the tiny fish that would naturally be low in heavy metals. And I was just looking, my manufacturer sent me a different fish oil the other day and I look great, sustainably sourced, heavy metal tested. And then I said, can you please send me the specs for the exact fish that are being used? And it was not the small fish, you know, it was bigger, larger fish. And actually I saw tuna on the list and I know that that is likely to contain some sort of heavy metals, especially mercury. So it's like knowing, I think it's knowing the people who are creating the fish oil are so concerned for their client's health, they will not compromise. I mean, that's how Jay's Health Vitamins began. It's because I am more passionate about my client's health than I am about my margins. I always am honest about it. Our fish oil is like one of our most expensive ingredients, as is our collagen. And it makes more sense for me to go for a cheaper option, honestly. But I refuse to compromise because I need people to take our fish oil or our magnesium and experience the results. So it's finding a brand that you know the integrity is there because they will only use a fish oil that, Mm -hmm. as I say, is heavy metal tested, sustainably sourced, MSE certified and utilizing the small fish and watching how that process happens. Like ours is triple strength compared to others on the market. Looking at the dose compared to others on the market, a lot of the time you'll see 500, Mm -hmm. you know, milligrams. As I say, ours is 1.5 grams. Same thing with magnesium. You know, I like people to look at the label. Like, are you looking at the back and seeing 50 milligrams? Or are you, or are you seeing 200 milligrams? Mm-hmm. And what form of magnesium are you seeing? Are you seeing magnesium oxide or are you seeing magnesium glycinate, citrate, chelate, the mm-hmm. ones that I know and I'm sure you love and appreciate. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you love glycinate the most. Yeah. Fact, I, I was going to ask you that. I, that's a common question that we get asked when people at, submit questions on the podcast and, and new patients too. There's, they, yeah. there's so many different types of magnesium. People want to know, like, what are your favorites? Like, what are the ones yes. that are the most eff- effective and science-backed? Mm. I mean, I'm obsessed with magnesium. I'm sure you are too. I call it the magic mineral involved in 300, over 300 different biochemical you know, pathways in the body in relation to nervous system health, brain function, muscle relaxation, energy production. I mean, people, people report taking magnesium, sleeping better, and waking up more en- energized sorry, sleeping better and waking up more energized. And we can't underestimate that. Just that very thing helps people to thrive. Mm -hmm. Sleeping better, waking up more energized and clear. And magnesium does that. It doesn't let you feel drowsy. So taking, you know, that two, three or 400 milligram dose of magnesium, your whole nervous system can just shut down Mm -hmm. easier. And then you, and we know magnesium helps with energy production. So I'm obsessed with magnesium glycinate, especially in relation to nervous system health. Mm -hmm. Obsessed with magnesium Citrate and chelate, I do help like that. It can help people with more um, regular bowel movements, in particular citrate. Mm-hmm. But those are the three forms that I love, love and appreciate it. the most. Now, the other forms of magnesium I've been seeing on the US market, we don't actually have in Australia. So mm. they seem to be new and trendy. I don't know which ones. I'm interested to hear which ones you prefer to use. Yeah, all of the ones you mentioned, magnesium threonate, we also yes, use. Yes, that one. That can be in Fair blends, enough. right? I think that like blends that you met of the ones you mentioned are some of the most well-researched mm-hmm. ones. So yes, I completely glycinate agree. is just for me, glycinate is just sort of, and, I, and again, I, ha- I have to say it's a very expensive ingredient in the manufacturing world and it should be. And if you're not seeing some companies use it, I just think the good companies will use glycinate. It's a really well-studied magnesium for the nervous system health. Mm-hmm. And you, again, you want to look at the dose. Ours is 200 milligrams. It's, that's a pretty therapeutic dose. I mean, you and I would probably prescribe a couple of those tablets, depending on what people are going yeah. through. I mean, magnesium can help people with migraines, 
I love magnesium even for hormonal balance. Mm-hmm. Magnesium B with magnesium B six, fish oil, and zinc are sort of my go tos for hormonal balance. I, but it's just amazing to me how love, you know these nutrients and minerals can just help so many different pathways in the body. For sure, that was actually my next area that a lot of people want to know. What are the pro tips there for hormone health? What are the yeah. top hormone problems that you're hearing from the JS Health community? Like, what are what yeah. are what are people struggling with the most? And mm. and then if you could name your top picks again for hormone health. Yeah, I mean, we have a product specifically for hormone balance called Hormone and PMS, and all of the names are in Australia. Vitamins are actually a listed medicine, so all of our names are in relation to the research indications that we're provided with. So we can't just call something hormone and PMS or anxiety and, you know, anxiety and stress or skin and digestion. It's all in relation. Those ingredients in our research have to have those names, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so hormone and PMS was developed because I was seeing how people were struggling hormonally, as I'm sure you do too. I mean, I do think it's, it's very important when it comes to hormones to dive deeper. We know cortisol, which is our stress hormone, mm-hmm. how that impacts all the other hormones, mm-hmm. progesterone production, and, you know, I always say like, it's like a symphony. When one hormone is low, the other one can go high. Mm-hmm. We need to really nicely balance hormones and dig deeper. Why are our hormones out of balance? Of course, there's some products that can really help like our hormone MPMS, which has got ingredients, research-backed ingredients to support reproductive hormones and regulate the cycle. And that's one of our most powerful claims. So that product really helps to regulate a cycle. It's got the chase tree in there that can help progesterone mm-hmm. and reproductive health and reproductive hormones, Don Quai. I love the asparagus in there for fluid retention. I love broccoli sprout powder. So for a Broccoli sprout powder for the liver, yeah. for that de- liver detoxification. We People don't realize your liver is where you detoxify hormones. Mm-hmm. So if, if you have a load up in your liver, you could be struggling with your hormones. Mm-hmm. If your cortisol levels are high, I'm very, very, very passionate, I would say, about cortisol levels and stress when it comes to hormones. Often I'm seeing, and I'm sure you do too, that picture of high stress, high stress, nervous, nervous system really, really elevated. And then seeing those sort of hormonal mm-hmm. symptoms as a result. We know cortisol and progesterone sort of compete with each other. And in my eyes, progesterone, is sort of that calming hormone in the body and cortisol's high, progesterone can go low mm-hmm. and we, we don't want that. Yeah. So I think diet, of course, I mean, amino acids are also so important for hormonal production and healthy fats, then gosh, you know, the diet world is promoting healthy fats a bit more, but we need those healthy fats for healthy hormone production. Inflammation, I'm sure you see a lot. Like how do we reduce the inflammation in the body, which therefore can help with hormones? Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. And I know that as you mentioned earlier, the gut's such a major influencer of brain health and mental health. It's our yeah. second brain, but it also your gut health plays a role in hormone health. Yes. You know, like detoxing of hormones, but also- yes production of hormones and the sort of crosstalk through the gut brain hormonal axis. So I, I, I'm sure you hear this all the time, the amount of people struggling with bloating and other oh. digestive problems. What are some insider tips you have <laughs> for people struggling with digestive issues? Yeah. I mean, we know it's the microbiome. Why are we bloating? Why are we bloating? I, you know, people used to say to me, I'm struggling with my digestive health and my, I'm feeling really uncomfortable every time I eat this. So I just start cutting everything out. And I say, hang on a second, let's rather reestablish a healthy, balanced microbiome. Microbiome, reinstill that incredible gut lining with some glutamine, replenish the microbiome with research-backed 
strains of bacteria and ha- and watch what happens. Then you start to tolerate those foods better. So instead of people start struggling with their gut health and they just cut everything out, right? And I'm all about having a healthy relationship with food. Instead of just cutting everything out, I'm a believer if you reestablish the gut lining with a really nice high dose of glutamine, which is an amino acid, and replenish the gut microbiome, as I say, with research-backed strains of bacteria, you will see you'll be able to tolerate food so much better for bloating. So the reason why I created a bloating supplement and people must know detox and bloat again comes, that name is not just for fun, for trendiness. It's because that's the research claims. The ingredients in that product have been proven to support de-bloat and detoxification. So our second most popular product is detox and de-bloat. And it's because, you know, my five years in private practice, people would struggle with bloating. And the worst thing about bloating is the way it affects our customers' confidence levels. I'm sure you see it. It's Mm -hmm. like that discomfort. And so I literally could not find one product on the market all those years ago that was specifically for bloating. And I personally bloat as well. So we looked into the research and we saw that fennel has been proven to reduce abdominal bloating and distension. Further to that, I'm a big believer in taking care of liver detoxification or liver health alongside bloating. Often when the liver is loaded, it can cause pressure on the digestive tract, which can then cause bloating. So I like to attend to, a lot of our formulations do this, I like to attend to two body systems at the same time, Mm. liver and gut liver and gut, looking after both of them at the same time. Mm -hmm. We have our turmeric in there for digestive discomfort. We have the milk thistle in there for the liver detoxification and then the fennel in there to reduce actual symptoms of bloating. And working on those two systems at the same time leads to ultimate results. Mm. Bloating, I mean, of course, diet. What is causing you to bloat? I mean, the truth is sometimes gluten does cause people to bloat if it's not a good source of weight you know, where, what brand is it? Where are you getting the wheat from? And it can cause you to bloat. So sometimes in a very healthy, balanced way, I like people to take gluten now for a period of four weeks. And it's easy in this world. And to see if they do notice a reduction in bloating. Sometimes dairy, I'm not, I, I'm more passionate about the reduction of gluten mm-hmm. for bloating specifically and absolutely taking a good research-backed probiotic. I'm a big fan of lactobacillus and bifidobacterium specifically bifidobacterium lactis, bifidobacterium longum. We know those help with bowel regulation. Mm -hmm. I'm obsessed with lactobacillus rhamnosus, such good studies behind that strain. So finding a really good probiotic, finding a product that can help actually with bloating. So just day-to-day you having those symptoms Mm -hmm. relieved. And then of course, taking care of your nutrition and diet and stress relief. Cortisol, we know. (laughs) We actually know that people with IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, have higher cortisol levels. There's a mm-hmm. correlation between the two. So reducing cortisol levels helps you to have better gut health and less discomfort. And so how do you reduce stress in your life? You know, mm-hmm. there's lots of boundaries, I think. 10 to 15 minutes in what I call the stress-free zone, eight hours of sleep, less time on social media, more time with loved ones, less pressure on ourselves, Mm -hmm. less perfectionism, therapy. (laughs) Good stuff. I love it. Something you've touched on a few times here that I think is worth noting and highlighting is, and I, because I'm in telehealth, I see a lot of Australian patients. We see people around the world, but something that I've known over the past 13 years and just seeing how different countries handle supplements and food and medicine and all that stuff is is the strictness when it comes to labeling 
in Australia and you've touched on it. Like, I don't know. Can you explain that? Because it's like you said, the names of your supplements aren't just for fun. (laughs) This is like regulated by the the state. So we have a really strict version of the FDA. Yeah, FDA on steroids. Oh my gosh. I mean, they say the Australian regulatory government for vitamins is the strictest in the world. And I like it. I like it. We've had a few, you know, we'll have our hard times with them, but I like it because it allows for our vitamins to be the highest quality. The way the raw materials are tested for safety and quality before they're allowed to go into a capsule. I mean, they're stomach simulators to ensure that the capsule digests within 30 minutes. The research, we have to provide an evidence package for each product. So they, that is on us. They don't, it's, it's not what the TGA hold, but as a, as a sponsor, we have to provide an evidence package for each product that sort of backs up that product. So if it's hormone and PMS or if it's detox and deep skin and digestion, the ingredients in there have to have sufficient either traditional research. Yes, we do sometimes use traditional research or scientific, scientific evidence to support that product. Mm. The ingredients in there must have enough research to support that product and the names on that product. So also, I mean, claims... We are not just allowed to use any claims. We are very restricted. We can only use claims that, again, have enough science or research to back those claims. So 1.5 grams of fennel has been shown to reduce abdominal bloating and distension. I have to use that 1.5 grams in order to get that claim. Mm. So we get a permitted claims use of indication. So we get a, a list of claims we're allowed to use, and we are very strict about that. We cannot go out of that. You know, if a product is skin indigestion, I can't just talk about dermatitis unless I have a claim to support dermatitis. Mm-hmm. Skin indigestion actually does have a dermatitis, eczema and acne, non-cystic hormonal acne claim, but I will only utilize those mm-hmm. if I have a claim for it. Wow. That makes sense. So that- the reason for all of this is that in Australia, it's different to the US where you guys are a, a dietary supplement. Mm-hmm. In Australia, we're a listed medicine. Yeah. So that's, that's huge. the difference. That's huge. And I, yeah. I, I'm Never asked someone in a, I never asked an Australian colleague uh, or friend like what they thought of that, you know. And, yeah. and I think you're absolutely right. I could see the positives at least it making the industry better, right? And I think really so. weeding out some of the noise that maybe we have in the states here. People kind of have to do their own research. Yeah, but you know, I'm pr- yeah, I'm, I'm proud. I'm really proud of the Australian vitamin industry. I think I feel very, you know, confident to take brands Mm -hmm. from Made in Australia because of the level of restrict, you know, the level of governance, I would say. Mm -hmm. And yes, it can cause the sponsors and the companies to have a harder time. Trust me, you know, it's hard on us. But as a practitioner, I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Right. Certainly. And the good news is we don't have to be in Australia to get JS Health, right? We could be anywhere. Right. Yes. No. Now, now we're in the U.S. We have a U.S. website, and of course on Amazon. Wonderful. But still, there's still the Australian standards. Oh yes. And if I do start manufacturing in the U.S., just because we are growing, really, we're growing a lot in the U.S. I, <laughs> you know, GMP standard facilities, good manufacturing practices. I will only use a manufacturer that ha- abides by GMP certif- certification. Are we going to have that third-party testing? Because that third-party testing is not needed in Australia because all the raw materials get checked Mm-mm. before they go into capsule. Whereas if I manufactured here, I would need the third-party testing. I would need the heavy metal testing. I would need the gluten-free. All of that is done in our manufacturing in Australia. So if I were to manufacture here in the US, it'd be much more difficult because I'd have to control 
so much more. Mm -hmm. So at least, as I say, I'm not going away from being a passionate nutritionist. So I wouldn't allow anything but the highest standards. I love it. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. And by the way, we do use tablets and capsules and we do have to have excipients for those. And again, in Australia, I get offered much cleaner excipients. We do use coatings. We do use excipients because it's what, it's what keeps a tablet or a capsule together. together. Right. But I can fit a higher dose of ingredients, nutrients and minerals into a tablet. And that's why I do like tablets mm-hmm. because, you know, you would need to take four capsules as opposed to one to two tablets. Mm-hmm. But just, just talking about excipients and coatings, you know, we will always go towards the cleaner. A lot of people use t- titanium dioxide. I just wouldn't use it. Mm-hmm. So it's just being a bit more... It's just the attention to detail, I think, is what creates a transformational product. Turmeric, which form of turmeric are you using? Are you using a high percentage of curcuminoids? Where is that turmeric coming from? Is it a well-researched turmeric? I think it's just the little details Mm -hmm. um, that can make a product stand out. Yeah, and effective. Certainly effective. effective. I mean, as practitioners, we want people to invest in a product Mm -hmm. and actually feel the effect. Yeah. (laughs) That's like... You know, absolutely. And that way it's point. not just expensive pee. <laughs> exactly. And notoriously, vitamins weren't like that. That's the truth. You would walk down the aisle and it was a preventative. Mm-hmm. Take your vitamin C, take your zinc, mm-hmm. take your magnesium to prevent. You know, now people are starting to use them as a way to feel better. So they expect a transformational effect mm-hmm. through a product. Absolutely. I know that I'm thinking of the common questions that I get about supplements that I'd love to just yeah, dispel the myths and, and gives people some truth about it. They want to, people want to know oftentimes, does it matter what time I take my supplement? So let's start yeah. there. Timing of That's supplements. A good question. What should they be looking for? That's a really good question. I'm interested to know what you say. I think it does depend on your lifestyle. A lot of people who work busy lives, I like to keep their supplements on their desk at work. And that's a great time to take them at lunchtime. Depends. Like our sleep formulation, sleep plus calm mind, truthfully, I like people to take that after dinner because it's got magnesium, lavender oil extract that has been proven 
to relieve disturbed sleep. I like that specifically to be taken after dinner time. So you want to read the directions of use behind and all labels, all good brands will have a really good directions of use. If it says two tablets a day with no timing on it, you can just take it when it suits you. So more for me, it's morning and lunchtime, mm-hmm. unless it's a sleep related product. I would say breakfast, a lot of people, if they're intermittent fasting, you know, 12 o'clock and then sometimes three o'clock. It really is. I mean, it's what suits your lifestyle for me. I take everything at around 12 o'clock. Yeah, I love that. And I think direction of use is a good point here because you would think that there would be good direction of use. But I think a lot of people are taking supplements where it is very general. Maybe it's more here in the States where they're they're looking for direction from people like myself. Like, when do I take this? And I agree. Like, from a lot of supplements, it's just consistency, right? That's where you I get I think the it's therapy. consistency. And I would suggest to everyone listening to this to take it when it suits you. Like, so it's like kind of what I say about your water. Keep your water where you spend most of your day. Is it on your desk or next to your bed? Keep that water bottle there because you're more likely to sip it. Same with the vitamins. Keep them on your, for me, long work hours, keep them on your desk. If you're at home, keep them. I love it when I see my J's or people using their J's or vitamins all in their kitchen cupboard. Like keep it on your kitchen shelf. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's near your kettle and near your toaster, you know, so it's all laid out. So in the morning after breakfast or after your brunch, you take your vitamins and consistency is correct. So if it says to take two tablets a day, take those two tablets a day. And I think preferably morning, lunchtime, afternoon, because sometimes the products will contain B vitamins as an example. I don't like people to take that after dinner time. It's energy mm-hmm. producing. Yeah. Um, You know, and some people, honestly, vitamins can disturb your sleep taken after dinner unless it's a sleep-related vitamin like, you know, Alpine Plus or magnesium. Yeah. Then nighttime. Right. That was another question that we get a lot is with or without food. Obviously, if you're getting JS Health, it'll have good directions of use. But if it, let's just say- if We like with food. Yeah, with food. Okay, that's what you- I like with food. I really do, except potentially a probiotic. I don't mind a probiotic being taken first thing in the morning. I actually wanted to ask you, when do you like people to take a probiotic? It depends on the type of probiotic, I guess. Okay. If it's spore-based or not, or lactobacillus, as you mentioned, or bifidobacterium. But certainly on empty stomach can be fine. Yeah. but I kind of, people like to take a probiotic. I think if people can remember to take a probiotic first thing in the morning, mm -hmm. it seems to, or last thing at night, I used to say in private practice, first thing in the morning, last thing at night, just keep that as a rule for your probiotic. And it can really help with bowel regulation, mm-hmm. also taking, I, sometimes I'll t- get people to take two tablets. So one in the, well, two capsules, one in the morning and one at night because they notice they take it at night, they wake up and they can go to the bathroom. Right, right. So one to two snakes a day, everybody, if you're not going, <laughs> make it happen. So the, I and just from a practical standpoint, I think if people take supplements on an empty stomach, sometimes they'll feel nauseous. They'll feel like, like they're really Zinc. sick, which- is oh, not totally. advantageous either. So no. don't do that. Zinc is that little naughty mineral, let me tell you, because obviously a lot of products contain zinc at 10 or 15 or 20 milligrams. Zinc is a naughty mineral. When taken on an empty stomach, it will make you feel nauseous. And same as some herbs. Yeah. So yes, I really do like people to take it speci- specifically our formulations with food, mm-hmm. except for potentially the probiotic. Got it. All right, my friend. Yeah, as you know, the podcast is called The Art of Being Well. At the end of every episode, we have your art of being well. I'd love to pick your brain on different things within wellness. The first question is, what's the worst tasting healthy food? It, it tastes disgusting, but you still eat it because it has a lot of nutrition science behind it. Oh my gosh. 
And you may not have one. I have a lot of guests that are like, you know, I love everything that I eat. You know, what? No, because there's, I mean, there's definitely one that I was thinking the other day and I'm like, I'm just going to take it. (laughs) No, surely. I mean, I guess, you know, barley grass and wheat grass. Yeah. I love greens powders, but sometimes, I mean, I actually developed a greens powder that, thank gosh, tastes good. I spent many years trying to perfect that one. You know, spirulina, barley grass, wheat grass. I would still take a good shot of that even though it tastes really gross. (laughs) For sure. By the way, I love the art of being well because I never have thought about it. It really is an art. It is. Love that name. Thank you so much. There's a science and art and we try to hold hold both in balance here. Yes, totally. What's your favorite outdoor sound? You know, it it could be anything, but something from nature that you love. uh, Definitely birds chirping in the morning. Sorry, I know that might sound cliche, but like when I wake up in the morning and hear, oh, no, 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 sorry. Absolutely, no. Ocean. (laughs) The ocean, waves crashing. Well, the, all the birds just got really sad right now. They just got dumped <laughs> to number two. But ask my husband, like, <laughs> I always say, I don't know, my end goal in life is to hear the ocean. Like, I live in Australia and Sydney and a lot of where, we, like, where I live, there's so many different beautiful oceans and hearing the sound of the ocean for me, I'm an Aries full of fires. So I need a lot of water around me to calm, calm down the fires. So ocean, ocean. Just the sound of the waves crashing is definitely my favorite sound. Love it. What's your favorite natural scent? Your smell? You know, cedarwood. Cedarwood. Love that. I just love it. It's like, what's the word? It's earthy. Yeah. Earthy. I love it. Do you have any specific candles or essential oil blends that you like? Like, I am. Obs- I have to be honest. I am obsessed with diptyque perfumes, and they often like have that sandalwood, cedarwood, and I in our hair, in our vitamin hair care. We developed because I had to be fragrance free. So we developed a natural, beautiful scent with cedarwood and sandalwood and vanilla because I'm obsessed with cedarwood. It took us a long time because, you know, it's easier to use perfumes, but I tried to make it fragrance free. So you'll, you can smell it in there, but like anything diptyque, anything French, I love like cedarwood, sandalwood. So diptyque is probably my favorite perfume with those scents. If you had to pick between the two, coffee or tea? Oh, Unfortunately, unfortunately, coffee. I actually think coffee is really healthy for you. But I have a rule. One a day before 11 a.m., I make it a strong one. I think, you know, that sleep that, you know, caffeine can stay in your bloodstream for up to eight hours. And people are having that coffee at 12 o'clock or one o'clock or two p.m. and can really affect their sleep cycle. So I have a big recommendation to enjoy your coffee, but before 11 or 12. But coffee, and what are you? I, I it's I mean, if I had to pick between the two, I would pick tea for sure. Wow. There's so many different kinds, but I do love coffee too. I, I, I love I'm, coffee. Yeah, I love both. What's I, I think I saw some research for like cognitive function the other day. Oh, and yeah. Gut yeah. microbiome. Yeah, yeah. It can definitely increase cognitive function. I, one of the genes that we look at on patients' labs, and it's more complex than just this, but there's this there's a re- and- field of research called the, are looking at this detoxification gene called the CYP1A2 gene, which is, what the researchers in that space called dubbed the caffeine gene. If you can or can't like dig- yes. metabolize it well, right? Like faster or slow metabolizers of caffeine. Yeah, I think it just doesn't affect me at all. Yeah, me <laughs> me too. I can really have it a little bit later, but I uh, generally, okay. if you don't know your genetic, how your body metabolizes it, yeah, your advice is where we should all. Because even yes. even me, I use my genetics like to my advantage there, and I say yeah, I could have it later in the day. It's really not great yeah. great to be having it later in the day. Well, as we said, like biochemically, you know, yeah. what works for you may not work for me. Exactly. What is a misconception, maybe a cliche that Americans have about Australians that you want to settle 
settle right now on the show. That we have kangaroos in our backyard. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh my gosh, you have kangaroos and koalas in your garden? I'm like, no. I I don't even know the last time I unfortunately saw a kangaroo or koala there. Like they are in the, you know, in the forest. They're not in our backyard. <laughs> you don't you don't have like a pet wombat or <laughs> no, unfortunately not. I would love one though. Oh my god, a pet koala would pet be. Pet koala dream. would be amazing. Yeah. A dream. Amazing. A dream. And that we apparently we have like we are known to have really poisonous spiders and snakes, but like they're not really present where we live. <laughs> I love it. They're not around that commonly. Thanks for saying. No, people do not have pet kangaroos. I'm glad that we settled that. No. Well, what- I mean, maybe some people do, honestly. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I've seen on social media, these kangaroos can like punch and kick. They like they are like boxers. People are like egging <sighs> on these kangaroos. Leave them alone. I agree. On the flip side, is there any cliche or misconception about Americans that you've learned now that you're spending part of your time in the States that you would like all the Aussies to know oh, about us Americans. Americans. What's my mis- I'm looking at one of my gorgeous team members. Is that mis- a misconception that I have about Americans? But that, hmm. now you know is not true. But ma- the average Australian thinks is the case. Maybe that like it's all fast food. <laughs> pretty close. <That's> pretty, <laughs> pretty close. <laughs> Maybe that is true. I'm trying to wait. What? Tell me what people have said before. I'm like interested. No, I don't ask very many people that question. That was just on the fly oh. because you're you're Australian. I'm trying to think misconceptions about Americans. Huh? That Americans are really loud. Oh yeah, I've heard that a lot. I've yeah. heard that from English friends. Yeah, but it's probably yeah. true. Relatively, but I think it's because they just like super friendly. Um. Americans are friendly and kind of outgoing and really passionate, I would say. I would say Americans are really passionate. I love it. Hey. And that not everyone goes to a sorority. True. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I've never been to sorority. So it's definitely- And not everyone's a cheerleader. <laughs> you know? I love it. So but basically Australia Australia thinks Americans just legally blonde, like the movie Legally Blonde, basically. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think more like just, you know what? Because this we live in Hollywood, right? Here we're living in LA and Hollywood. Like, I guess it's those Hollywood cliches. For sure. Like, that, you know- cheerleading and yeah i'm over here in the woods in western pennsylvania i'm not definitely not hollywood (laughs) over here no what's your dream vacation money is not an Uh, issue what's your ideal i have to tell you thailand like i just always have the people the food the culture the ocean i love to go to phuket specifically because it's the andaman ocean it's like the clearest ocean it's thailand it's the as i say the food i'm obsessed with like when it's really authentic thai food and the ocean and my husband and I go every year in South Place. See, that's a that's What's a place yours? geographically. I, I, like, yes, m- makes more sense. M- yeah, it makes sense for you. It's but, like your Hawaii. Right, it's like your right. Hawaii kind Not of. Not enough know? Americans go. But us, we on the East Coast, we go to the Caribbean. Like Los yes. Angelinos go to Hawaii and you go to yeah. Thailand. You have way more tropical. Where do you go? What's your dream uh, vacation? A dream vacation? I don't know. I mean, I would probably say... Somewhere on the beach. I'm pretty kind of low maintenance, but I, lately I've been wanting to go to Montana and I've never been. Uh, me too. Our head of marketing is actually from them, dying to visit. Yeah. So maybe, maybe yeah. Montana. Okay, cool. What seems peaceful though? Yeah, for sure. What's the weirdest, weirdest wellness thing that you're willing to admit on a podcast that you've done? The lemon detox diet. <laughs> My God. That was crazy. That was lemon juice and maple syrup. Oh, like the Why? master cleanse. Yeah, back in the, the ma- day. Oh my God. Like, that's crazy. I literally did that for 
many different ways, many different weeks of my life. Yeah. And that's just, to me, that's ridiculous because lemon juice is beautifully nutritious and I love it for the stomach acid production, but, and high in vitamin C, but like why (laughs) lemon juice and maple syrup and like, I just don't get it. Yeah. A lot of people are doing that, but 20 years ago, you're like, you mentioned maybe more. Yeah. About 15, 20 years ago, I was one of those people. I used to get the kit. They're like, this is going to make me thin. Yay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't do that. I mean, it does. It's, do it can do be that. like a natural lemonade. And it doesn't work. I, anyway. right. I would have it as just for fun. As like for a fun. drink. Oh, yum. But, Delish. Yeah. Not as like a not diet by itself. Drink. Yeah, not by itself. What, no one no one try that at home. No, d- d- not <laughs> advised. What's your, f- this is probably difficult, but what's your f- favorite restaurant in the world? And when you're there, what do you order? I have, I'm thinking about Thailand again because there's this place called Ban Rimpa. It's like famous. Actually, all their proceeds, I only just, it's like a fancy restaurant and all their proceeds go to charity. In Thailand, it's just on the cliff in Phuket. And I always, we always order this crispy like Thai salad with all those herbs. And then the, I'm obsessed with green curry and then the steamed fish with lemon and ginger. I think I'm clearly craving Thai food. <laughs> What's my favorite restaurant? I... Feel like I have one here in LA as well. It's not even a restaurant, but I'm obsessed with, obsessed with Kazanori, which is the hand roll, the Japanese hand roll. Okay, place. but no, let's keep it at Bun Rin right. in Thailand. Sounds Thai, amazing. Thai we'll have to go to Thailand. What's your one? Uh, I, your I don't one? know. You know, I you know yeah. I love. Let me think about this. It's the most one of the most random things to say, but if if I explain it. It is in Cleveland, Ohio, because Cleveland has not famous for many things. Yeah. There's one in Columbus, Ohio, too. It's owned by a friend of mine uh, named Bobby George, and it's called Town Hall. And it is one of the most like busiest restaurants actually in the world. But you walk in it and you think, okay, this is just a normal American bar. Very busy. Lots of people. Lots of like vibrancy mm-hmm. and, and life. But the food is so healthy. They have... They, the, the, when they make the recipes, they wear a CGMs, continuous glucose monitors to see how it impacts blood <gasps> sugar. They use high Love quality, that. no GMOs, great oils. Oh, so like, good. Yeah, I think it. the seed oils here in, in the US do not make me feel very good. Yeah. I have noticed that. Yeah, a, a lot of my patients notice that, that when they travel to the States and my American yes. patients, when they go to Europe and Australia, they can get away yes. with more. Yes. Because of food quality. I have noticed that. The deli, the deli type foods with the seed oils. Yeah. Don't make me feel really good. Yeah. Yeah. So what last question, what's a book that you've read in the last year? It could be fiction, nonfiction. <laughs> and you're a busy entrepreneur, so maybe none, but what's what's a book? If there's a book, or maybe if there's not a book, maybe a podcast. What's a what? No, I, I'm actually rereading The Secret. Oh, okay. Do you remember yes, the secret? Yeah, yeah. And like, I have no idea why, because my husband and I just moved houses in Australia and like the book just, and it has no cover left on it. My dad bought it for me. It's Rhonda, The Secret by Rhonda Byrne. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember the author, but I remember the book. It's the power of the law of attraction, the power of manifestation. But she was one of the OGs who was speaking about the secret in terms of manifesting the law of attraction, the power of our thoughts, the power of what we say, the power of our mentality. And I've just been reading into the bath every night, just a couple of pages obviously a really short book. And I think it's the book that taught me how to manifest alongside You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay, who's yeah. actually passed. But like, they, I sometimes like avoid saying this because they sound so cliched. If you know in the health world, like you can heal your life, the secret, like to, I'm not a, I'm not, you know, typically such a, a woo-woo type nutritionist, yeah. but that book, The Secret is a secret. Like mm-hmm. it is 
very powerful in teaching you the power of our thinking. I love that. Um, and how it mani- how you can manifest your dream life. I've never read it, but I, I've seen, they made a the documentary, secret. I think, off of the they book. They did. And actually, that's a very powerful documentary. So if any- yeah. anyone doesn't want to read it, just, I think it's on Netflix. Yeah, What the Bleep Do We Know, I think is the name of it, right? <laughs> Potentially, yeah, yeah. I think that, and it was about sort of quantum physics, sort of blending yes. that with, you know. Yeah, the- and a lot of the, the secret teachers and mentors are actually based in L.A., so she traveled yeah. into the States well, to, Michael, to interview them. Michael yes. Beckwith. Yeah. Beckwith. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, Jess, great meeting you officially. Oh, nice to meet you. It's so nice to connect. I'll have to come connect with you again. Well, of course. Come to Pennsylvania anytime. And anytime. I, I'll say, I have like sent a lot of people. Yeah. Hopefully a lot of my patients are coming to see <laughs> For you. sure. We're, they, could, they could be anywhere. They could be in Sydney. I know. They could be LA. I'm right here. Thank you for what you do. Oh, thank you so much. I want. I know we have a special code for everybody. I don't even know it. See, I'm the only one who's never had access to Shopify in my company. I have no idea. I know it. I know it. I, I, okay, I want everybody because I get I got the code for everybody. It's jshealthvitamins.com. Okay. That's the letter J, letter S, healthvitamins.com. Use code WILLCOLE for 20% off all orders Ooh, and your first 20%. subscription order. So everybody check that out. That's nice. 20% off. I'm happy. Hey. Cool. Amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for having me and listening to my story. I really appreciate your time. I know how busy you are. Thank you. Anytime. Thanks again for listening to The Art of Being Well. If you have a chance, please rate and review the podcast here. And if you like what you're hearing, hit follow and pass it along to a friend. To see more, head to drwillcole.com slash podcast. I'll be back again next Thursday, and I hope you will too. Talk soon. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.